can I recognize that you don't have the mental capacity sometimes as a mom who is already in the thick of it up to her eyeballs, right? And feeling like you're drowning and you're on an island all alone. And I would also encourage you, instead of picking up the phone to numb and watch Netflix or scroll or whatever, to take a moment to just write down everything that's weighing you down or pick up the voice app on your phone and just speak out everything. Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Kim is a mamahood mentor and certified professional life coach. She is a military spouse of 23 years, classroom teacher turned homeschooling mama to three amazing kiddos who are 19, 16, and nine, and the host of the Joyful Mama Positive Parenting Time Management Marriage and Family Podcast. Kim helps moms create more peace and connection and harmony in themselves, their families, and their home so they can enjoy being a mom no matter what season of motherhood they are in. Kim has her graduate and undergraduate degrees in elementary education and specializations in health and psychology from the University of Florida. She loves to travel, has lived overseas twice, and nature, especially from a hammock. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is <laughs> So that's your happy place, huh? The hammock. When asked whether she prefers beaches or the mountains, her answer is always Hawaii because both speak to her soul and she truly just can't choose just one. She is multi-passionate, multi-faceted woman and loves reading, hiking, crafting, and creating, spending time in and on the water and really good food. Who doesn't like really good food? She values connection and meaningful relationships and would love to connect with you. So Kim, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneur Summit. Welcome to the Monetizing Mompreneur Podcast. And tell us a little bit about you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Linda and Cassie, for putting all of this together and being the middle woman. I really appreciate uh, all that you guys have done and having me. And yeah, I mean, that really much, that pretty much sums it up. I'm a military family, um, which explains why we lived overseas a couple of times. I lived in uh, South Korea. It was my first overseas experience. And, uh, and then we actually got the opportunity to live in Italy for three years. So that was also incredible. Um, and yeah, we're just over here running businesses, homeschooling kids, cultivating and nurturing marriages and putting it all together to help moms really enjoy being a mom because sometimes it's really challenging to you know enjoy being in the season that you're in without wishing it away for another or you know just the mental load right the the, say no more the mental load like it's so hard to enjoy being a mom sometimes because of that mental load yeah absolutely I mean shoot what 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 got you started I guess what got you started? What you? Why did you decide that this was your path? 
Um, yeah, because I actually had, before I was pregnant with my oldest, I had a group of ladies that were, I just hung out with and they all had kids and they would do coffees and play Mexican dominoes, like while their kids were just playing, you know, they had toddlers. And so their kids were playing and, you know, it was still, we're still watching the bachelor and, you know, doing things in the evening. And I realized that, um, like, I always knew I wanted to be a mom, um, but I, what I was seeing is that so many people were just saying like motherhood was a burden and you're going to lose yourself. And, you know, it's just taking care of everyone else. It's self-sacrificing, you know, it's that whole like martyr mom mentality. And I did not see that in this group. And really what I saw was a family of you know, friends who came together and supported each other. And when one mom was about to lose their mind, they call another and they're like, I'm going to lose my ever loving mind. Can you take my kid? I'll take yours next week, you know? And so being able to have fun together and really enjoy being a mom. And it wasn't always like crushing on people's parades. And then I became a mom myself and I was finding that it was a really a, oh, you think it's hard now? Like, wait till you get to the next stage or, you know, cause you're like, oh, I can't sleep. My baby's like vomiting. I, you know, I, like my, my toddler is destroying everything while I'm trying to nurse the baby. And then what you hear is, oh, you think this is hard? Just wait till they get older. Right. And I'm like, no, I need you to say, yes, this is hard. And also, do you remember when they looked at you this way? And you're like, oh, yes, it's worth it. Right. <laughs> but nobody's yeah. talking about like the struggles and also the joys. And it's really just that I can't wait to get out of this season. Um, or then you'd hear like the just wait till their teens. And I'm like, you are setting these moms up for the self-fulfilling prophecy of misery. And I'm like, I do not want to be that. I want to help moms really love being a mom in the thick of it, where at whatever season they're in, because you can find joy. Yeah, I know sometimes it can be a bit difficult because, you know, I remember I was talking to this one mom and I'm trying to point her out the positives and they don't want to hear it. <laughs> they're like, right? Yeah. Let me vent. I don't like, let me vent. I understand. Yep. I understand it's positive, but please let me just vent this moment. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's such but a balance, right? It is. But one of the things I've learned to do is kind of like I get to see them grow because mm -hmm. you know a lot of people do point at like you're gonna miss this stage as well. You're gonna miss these moments. I don't, I kind of, I personally don't like when people <laughs> tell me that only because it's almost like, shoot, what makes you think I'm not enjoying this moment? You know, like yeah. what makes you think I'm not enjoying this phase? But and you it's know, guilt and shame based, not like a joy. And they're trying to be helpful, but it's really yeah, like, oh, like, I already like, feel bad enough. Yeah. And they're like, wait till you get to that stage. I'm like, oh, I'm going to enjoy it because I feel as though the moms that kind of complain, oh, my son, this, my son, you know, or they're in high school and oh my gosh. But you know what? I think it's a blessing that you get to see your child in their 20s. You get to see your child in their 30s. You get to see their, your, you know, like I think that, I mean, there's many that have gone and have lost, you know, lost little ones, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was attending this one church and one of the pastors, they lost their five-year-old in, in a tragic accident. And it was hurtful for the whole church. It was hurtful for everything. And it's almost like, man, you know, and it made me hug my kids a little bit more and just spend, you know, and just, just embrace them just that much more and pray 
pray that God that supernaturally covers them. But you know, they they're but we all have gone through maybe we've all gone through difficult things and stuff like that. And I think it's um I, and I'm sorry to say it in in this moment it's almost like shoot, it could be worse. Oh, right, right. You know, it's always true. It it is. It is. But Mm -hmm. one of the biggest struggles that moms face today as like entrepreneurs, you know, it's not only that managing like their emotions towards motherhood, but it's also Mm -hmm. like managing their time, you know, and everywhere you turn, someone's talking about time management, scheduling and time blocking. Why do you think like this is such a common issue? Yeah, that's, you know, it's really part of the work that I do with moms is putting all those pieces together, right? Because it's like, you've got this and you've got this and you've got this and you've got this. And it's like, how do I work all of that together? And so what I've been able to do is come and bring what's worked for me when, where I saw through my parenting, what was stressing me out, what was adding so much chaos to my day. And honestly, we create a lot more hardships and like just issues in our day than, than are necessary, right? Like being a mom has its hard moments 100%. And we also are making it harder than we are with, you know, limiting beliefs, mindset, things like that. And time is a really big thing with that, right? We're, we're, juggling so many hats, so many balls, we're wearing so many hats, like it's just so challenging. And a lot of times we're saying yes to the things that we really shouldn't be saying yes to because we feel obligated. And so we don't have that much white space in our calendars, which is a whole other, other, other topic, right? But we, we are always talking about time management as busy moms because we only have 24 hours in a day and we need eight hours of sleep. And if we're nursing babies and we got babies sleep, sleeping through the middle of the, or waking up in the middle of the night and you gotta, you know, feed them and you're, they wake up early, like you're not getting the sleep that you need. But then there's also all these tasks that you have, right? Like we've got to maintain a home. We have to spend time with our husbands. We have to have one-on-one time with our kids. We have to run our businesses. We've got to make sure that our baby is fed. We've got to do all the laundry. Like there's so many things. The dog is sick. We got to take him to the vet. The toilet's exploding. We have to like get a plumber. It's all the things, right? And so time and scheduling and time blocking and all of those things are so common because time is such an issue for moms and we feel like we don't have enough of it. So what are some of the steps that we can take that time doesn't feel like it's beyond our grasp that we're just like, where is it? Where is it? (laughs) Yeah. I think the first step is really just being aware of how you're spending your time. Like where is your time going and just the, the awareness and, you know, no shame, no guilt, just curiosity, right? Like how much time did I spend on my phone, like not doing things that I needed to do? Like, you know, how much unintentional time did I spend here or here or here, right? Because those things aren't bad and they're not good, right? They're just things like there are, way, there are ways that we're spending our time. The The difference is, is it effective? It is, is it aligned? Is it in um, alignment with our values, with our priorities, how we want to do it, right? If we're picking up our phone and we're connecting with friends and that fills our bucket, then that's a an effective, useful, feel good 
use of your time, right? Like if you're picking up your phone and you're scrolling videos and uh, reels or scrolling Facebook posts or Instagram or whatever, and you put that phone down and you feel further behind than you did before and you feel drained and empty, then like that's an indicator that something needs to change, right? So I think that awareness is like really the number one key. Okay. So once you have your awareness, what do you think we should go from there? Okay. We're aware that we have a problem or we're aware that we want to do certain things at a certain time frame. you know, where would we go from there? Like, okay, I'm aware. And yeah. I know, yeah. I think knowing what your priorities are, right? Like if you know what your priorities and values are. And so in my, I, I have a, a signature coaching program, it's called the joyful mamahood mentorship. And in that there is in the, and if you have um, done the VIP upgrade, you'll actually get a workshop where I talk about these things in there. And it's super, super valuable. And basically I have a, a, a fab five foundational. And so this is what you build things on. These are your foundational needs. And it's okay. based off of um, Maria Montessori's um, fundamental needs or foundational needs. And she talks about, um, you know, basically all of your needs go down to spiritual or physical and they come into that. And from that, I have six pillars of a joyful mamahood. And so those six, yeah, right. Like watch that video. And so those six pillars are just a framework, right? So for example, in your home, home is one pillar. And I think of it like an adobe roof. Um, we live in, in the Southwest right now. So like an adobe home, if you, if you think of those pillars and your joyful mamahood being a flat roof, if you have one pillar that's weak, the whole roof isn't going to come down. But if you have multiple areas that are weak, your whole structure is going to collapse. And that's what a lot of moms feel is that burden where you just are the weight of the world is on your shoulder. And so for like, for one person, they may have a higher clutter threshold than another. And another person may have a smaller, like if anything is out of place, like you've got, you know, st stacks and piles everywhere, you may go absolutely batty on your kids because that's a trigger, but other people aren't as bothered by that. Right. So you have to figure out what your needs are. That's true. Cause my, yeah. hubby, my hubby is bothered by messy home. I am not, I will step over. <laughs> right. Step over and continue on my way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have peace, you know, give him peace you know, by, yeah. by possibly being aware that that thing, because I don't even, I do, I don't even know that I'm doing it. I'm like, exactly. I can put that away later. Uh, right. Exactly. And then now later turns into like, from what was Tomorrow. like a 30 second task to like a 30 minute thing of this one later. Right. And yeah. so that's, and that's exactly what it is. And so for like your physical well-being, some people may want to go like run a marathon every, you know, two months or something like that. I'm not a marathon runner. So that might be, not be good for your body, but you know, where another person running isn't what their body needs. They need more Pilates or yoga or something like that. So it's basically figuring out what you need to strengthen each pillar okay. and then making time for that and prioritizing those first and filling in those smaller rocks later. Okay. So I do have questions. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know that you have the workshop, but I feel as though let's go a little bit into these pillars. Like you know, and, and maybe there, there could be one that can be that aha moment for someone. They're like, shoot, you know what? I want to go in deeper. Let me get that workshop. So let's go, go a little bit in deeper into these pillars. So what is the first pillar? Okay. So in no particular order, they are all okay. very important. Right. Oh, they're not, and they're, so, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So mental and emotional wellness is okay. one home, physical wellness, spiritual wellness. And that is really whatever you believe. So like the spirit, like spiritual is just like your inner knowing your inner compass, your relationship with God or whatever it is. Like everyone has a spiritual pull of some sort. And so for me, because I'm a Christian woman, like that is my relationship with the Lord. And, uh, and then parenting the family as a whole. And uh, did I say, I think, and home. And so you've got these six pillars, right? And they encompass different things. So like your mental well-being could actually, your work could go under that because you need to feel fulfilled and a sense of you know, passion about what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Because for me, I don't know if anyone else may be like this. My work is a creative outlet. Yep. I need it in order for me to be present, for me to be a better mom, because my mind needs something to tackle. I cannot Absolutely. be just doing nothing and just think about housework. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly true. And if we don't have that creative outlet, then we are not living to the, the capacity of how we have been called, right? And I truly believe that if God's called us into being a mom and being a spouse and being a business owner, like, and that is his calling for our lives, we have time for everything that is a priority for us, right? And it's, so it's just a matter of what do we need? And I think that one of the reasons that um, like typical hourly scheduling or time blocking or um, that like a 5 a.m. morning, right? For an example, like for a male and maybe for some women that works really well, right? But for mom, for moms and especially moms who are business owners, if a 5 a.m. morning might mean that we are now tapped out and we're not doing our best work because we haven't gotten the sleep that we need because we're on 24 seven. Or we've been binge watching, watching Netflix and we're up at 2 a.m. And right. And because we're like, I work. need a minute. I need a break. <laughs> and that's where, you know, moms are really robbing themselves the night before, like your best day starts the night before. But what happens when you finally get your kids into bed is you're like, I need a hot flip in seconds. I'm going to sit here and turn on whatever so I can veg out and just ignore all the things. And it's really numbing, right? Instead of using that time to be able to be like, okay, what went well today? What didn't go well? Why didn't it go well? But oh, it, I'm not well cared for. But it could also be a season because I did go through a season and now I'm a, I'm a 6 a.m.er, but I'm trying to yeah. work to being a 5 a.m.er because all my kids are now, you know, practically in school, you know, my, I got a pre-K you know, and they're not waking up in the middle of the night or I'm not, you know, so overburdened with how much they need me because now they, they're a little bit more independent. And so, you know, I can now have my me time in the morning. Now I feel better for that, especially in, in the things that I, I want to pursue. So when it comes to filling our cups in each of these pillars, what, where do we start? Like, do we write a list? Do we, you know, do we do a spreadsheet? Like, okay, let me. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the, um, 
in the take back your time workshop that I have in the VIP bundle, I actually have some worksheets in there that you could do, but really it is, it is being aware of like, what do you need? So for, for your marriage, what do you need? You need to be able to communicate, like have a, a meeting with your spouse every week to be able to talk about what is your next week. And so this is why like this one thing, I can't tell you exactly what you need because it's really a framework. And that's one of the reasons that these typical time management programs and things that you learn don't work is because it, we're not cookie cutter people, right? So we're all unique individuals. So what you need may be different from what another person needs and your needs vary each week or each season. And so being able to say like, oh, this week I didn't do, I was more reactive and I blew up at my kids and I yelled more. Why is that? Oh, I didn't care for myself. Like I didn't have time with the the Lord in the morning. I didn't have um, time to myself. I was stressed out because of um, all the clutter that surrounded me. I was stressed out because of all of this. I had too many things on my to-do list. So it's like, okay, well, what area needs to be strengthened? This is where I'm going to focus this week. So instead of it being like a schedule every day or every week, it's really an ebb and a flow. So you one week you're you're focusing on your one-on-one -on -one connection with your kids and you may have like a longer one-on-one -on -one time that week because you're noticing that your kids are squirrely and they've had too much screen time and they don't feel connected to you so they're not being cooperative you found that you have to ask them 25 times to go brush their teeth right and you're like okay I, that happened because I was X, Y, Z. What do I need to do next week? Okay, so we're gonna pull in the parenting and we're gonna focus on that. So I'm gonna create space in my week to make sure that I'm well cared for and that I'm able to pause and go connect with my child before I give them a command or a direction. And then it kind of recharges that cup. It refills that cup. And the following week, you can move that back out because you're connected now. You've had like that touch point, if you will. And you're like, okay, well now my, I did all that and my house is kind of chaotic and crazy and it needs a deep clean. Great. So this week we're going to focus on like an hour of, you know, really deep cleaning the house to gets to a point where like, I feel comfortable and then I'll move that back out and move it back in. So it's really that ebb and flow of needs. Cause I think that some, sometimes people are like, oh, well, you have to do this, 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 and this all on the same day or all at the same time. And we can do it all. We just can't do it all at the same time. Okay. That's good. I want to go into another question that I, that I, I, I feel creeping up like, Hey, you know how blah, blah, blah. So the question is, Let's say I'm a mom and I love everything that you're saying, but I feel so overwhelmed with everything that I don't even know where to start to even be aware. Like, where do I even start? You know, like, um, do I start the next day? Do I start now? You know, and then how do I start? Because, you know, because I'm so overwhelmed, I'm not, I'm not even connected with myself. I'm tuning out on, on Netflix. I'm, I'm, you know, not, this is asking for a friend. This is not me. So <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, 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 not me either. No, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like, if this yeah, is I get it. that uh, I know it's sounding like I'm, I'm digging myself in the ditch, but anyways. Hey, listen, I think sometimes we're all in a ditch, right? Like sometimes we all have these moments where the weight of life like really does like, weigh on us. And we're like, you know what? I just need to numb my brain for a half a second. 
to watch watch something you know netflix yeah, but anyways, yeah. but but what i'm saying is like let's say you have that person because i've been there i've been that person absolutely me too. but i i've been that person but i feel so overwhelmed but i don't even know where to start you know like oh man i want to be more intentional i want to be you know going for it i want to be more ambitious but where do i even start you know like where you know i of course i would grab the vip bundle and grab that workshop of course right as number one but number two, like, where would actually, I, I think that was the answer. I think I answered my right? own <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know what you're getting at. Right. And so if let's say you, even once you grab this bundle, like you might have questions about like, where do I start? Right. And because that's different for each person, one of the things that I work with my clients on is finding your domino, right? Like what is the one change that you can make that's going to easily knock down the other things that you have going down or make them a little bit more seamless. Right. And so if you're trying to get kids in bed at a, so if you're, if you're trying to get yourself to get more sleep, what do you have to do? Well, you got to get your kids to bed earlier. Well, why aren't you getting your kids to bed earlier? Well, we have like, I'm not getting dinner on the table until 730. Well, why aren't you getting dinner on the table? Like asking why it's just that why, 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 why? And eventually you'll get to the point where you're able to figure that out. So like, why aren't you getting dinner on the table? I don't know what to make. Well, why don't you know what to make? Because I haven't planned ahead. Well, why haven't you planned ahead? Because I feel exhausted because I'm not doing like whatever it is. And it's like, what's the one thing? that you can do. And it's, or I have every, I, I'm in charge of everything. Okay. Let's start there. What can you delegate? What can, where can you ask for help? Like, and kind of figuring that out. So it is going to be different for each person, but figuring out like the why, why do you feel this way? And I recognize that you don't have the mental capacity sometimes as a mom who is already in the thick of it up to her eyeballs, right? And feeling like you're drowning and you're on an island all alone. And I would also encourage you, instead of picking up the phone to numb and watch Netflix or scroll or whatever, to take a moment to just either write down everything that's weighing you down, or this is one of my favorites if you are an external processor, pick up the voice app on your phone and just speak out everything. And you can actually translate that or you could open up your Word document and tech and uh, narrate that. So it, it picks up everything and then you're Any able tools? to see what's that. Any tools you use for the narration part? Um, you know what? I've, so far out of all the narration transcription tools that I've ever seen, um, Microsoft Word is the most accurate, but it doesn't matter. Like, don't get into like, this is one of the problems that we have is we're over analyzing, we're over researching, we're over and it's really a form of procrastination, because we're not wanting to do the work, right? So we get caught up in the weeds of like, oh, what do I do? How do I do it instead of just doing it? And so I would just recommend whatever you have nearby. If it's your notes app and you just dictate, if it's your um, voice recording, you and you just put it all out there. If you write it down, however you operate best and then look at it and be like, wow, no wonder I feel this way, right? Like acknowledge, like I do have a lot of stuff going on. And then um, there's a tool that I like to use called the Eisenhower matrix. And if you're not familiar with that, it's um, it's basically a four quadrant system that organizes things based on urgency and importance. So if it's urgent and important, you really need to do it right now. 
if it's not urgent and important, you need to schedule it. And what happens is we have all of these important things that we don't get done that then become urgent. And so we are, they are now urgent and important. And we're running around putting out fires all day instead of having a scheduled time. Like, okay, on Tuesdays, while I'm waiting in car pickup line, I'm going to make all of my phone calls. Or on Wednesdays, after I go to the gym, I'm going to drop by the post office and that's my errand time. And only going like, once a week, unless it's something that's super time sensitive. So really knowing your schedule and where you can put things in and knowing that your schedule doesn't have to be restrictive. Like you can have your exercise time at six o'clock one day, 8.30 the next day, four o'clock another day, depending on what your day looks like or what your meetings look like. So you may not be able to have a consistent schedule because you have a mastermind at 11 o'clock on Tuesdays, but you have your group coaching calls on nine o'clock on Mondays. And so you're like, I, I don't even know what to do with this. And it's okay. Pop in your, in the, in the time workshop, there's also a resource for hourly, weekly um, a sheet. And I like to start by putting in my non-negotiables first, like time commitments, and then going with the different important things. And I also talk a lot in there about really the way that I do um, time blocking is more of a rhythm. We have natural breaks to our day. And so looking at those natural breaks, like when does your morning time start and end? When do your, when does your afternoon time end? When is your evening time? And so is it when the kids are starting to come home from school and they're starving and it's three 30? Well, maybe you should just feed them dinner at four o'clock. Then their bellies are full. They go to their practices and you have a snack on the way home so that you can get them in bed faster. Right. And that's one of the things that I'm brilliant at is being able to like come up with these out of the box solutions that work for each person's individual family. So I pretty much saw that you pretty much had a little bit of a layout. So I'm going to go yeah. with what you said. And, and for those that have been listening and maybe, um, cause sometimes, sometimes we're in a season that we we're we're overloaded with information and we're yeah. overloaded with all the things that we need to do. So I'm going to break down what you just said into steps. It's a lot, man. <laughs> I'm to break it down. Watch number one, sleep. That's yes. the first thing you need to do. So whoever is listening to this, if you don't know where to start, start with how can I get more sleep? So much of it one. is sleep, hormones, your gut health, your healing, your mood. Like there's so much that your productivity is the sleep. And really also knowing your monthly cycle and your monthly rhythm. You have natural creative times each month and natural times where you go inward and need to be quiet and need more rest and restoration each month and working with your cycle versus against your cycle will so help your productivity and your mood. And just, just knowing that is huge as well. Okay. So once you got your, your, your sleep down and, and you decided like you went into the why and why you're not sleeping, number two Hire a cleaning lady. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Hire a cleaning lady. <laughs> like you can afford it. Trust me. You can afford it. And I think that's Figure the thing too out. is we're like, I can't afford it or I can't justify it or I can't whatever. Like I can do this. Yeah, you can. But what is it taking away from? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I did it. 
And the thing about it, I remember, and I told my sister, I'm like, she was so green. She was like, what? I can't believe you did that. And she has two little ones. And she's like, Linda, I'm going to do the same thing. And she did the same thing and she felt amazing. And so, yes, that's so yeah. sweet. I just I, did the and- same thing because my husband was gone for three months and we're in this new lifestyle. And I am now like, my 16 year old is doing travel baseball all summer. So the time that we were cleaning our house, plus I lost two adult helpers, right? My Mm. oldest daughter and my husband, we had a great rhythm and now it's just me and my 16 year old and my nine year old. And I cannot clean this house all by myself without sacrificing other things that are more important to me. And so it really frees up like, okay, if I hire somebody else to come in once every two weeks, what does that allow me to do? What are the benefits of that? And can I release that? So many moms have control issues. And can I release? Yes, yes, I can release that. Yes. As a mom of two boys, I will say you won't be having to uh, clean their bathroom. <laughs> but anyways, aside from that, um, Cassie says, I outsourced laundry for the first time. I may oh. not do it every week but I've added it as a resource to help like Bravo, Bravo, like, yay. Okay. That is lovely. Number three, get a meal prep service. Instacart, HelloFresh. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Right. Like, and there are seasons in life where, you know, hopefully we could just throw money at problems. Right. And then there's other times where we need to just be a little bit more creative and not make things so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, shoot, instead of that target trip, you know, you can invest in some of these things. Yeah. And that's the thing we're being we told we have- self-care is Target and Starbucks. Starbucks is a sugar crash and the cortisol in the car. And I will have a Starbucks, like I am not judging and cortisol or caffeine increases your cortisol, which makes you more stressed out and less able to really help yourself calm down. Right. It makes you, know, you more reactive. You know, Kim, I, I, I get everything, but let's not touch the coffee. Let's leave. Right? I know. Alone. I know. It's so true. <laughs> so for me, it's about having coffee smarter. Eat it with, <laughs> eat it with, um, pro or have it with protein and a healthy fat. And then your body is able to handle that cortisol spike better. But also the target shopping, right? We're doing it to make ourselves feel better, but we're spending money and we're just giving ourselves more to care for and more to do. And it's more clutter in our house. Like it's not really caring for ourselves in the way that is restorative. I'm going to go ahead and get a cortisol cortisol spike right now. But anyway. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. I haven't had mine yet. You haven't had your, your spike yet, but yet. I, number four is journaling journal or voice note it, or, yeah. you know, like basically start talking to yourself, be your own best friend, get it out of your get head, out of your head, get because when of- those swirling thoughts are just swirling around, it's unproductive. And then use the Eisenhower matrix. Yeah. <laughs> is there a book? Of that um, you know what? You can find a principle also. Uh, uh, I don't think there's a book. There probably is. Um, but the you can just Google it. Um, and it's also I have a printable one and a PDF uh, in the Take Back Your Time workshop. And really, it's just like, do you delete it? Do you delegate it? Do you schedule it? Or do you do it now? Like that. Those are the four categories. 
Yes. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to try to make, you know, like DM me to get in on the VIP because I think it's in a wait list. Maybe when this episode goes out and we have one more event. So if you get on the wait list for the VIP bundle, you can snag it as soon as the door is open for that. Okay. Now, the next thing was knowing your schedule. I mean, after you get some sleep, it's kind of true. Like after you get some sleep, you got a cleaning lady, you know, you you got HelloFresh and you're whipping it up in the kitchen. You got already set because it gets delivered to your house. I like HelloFresh. Like I'm about to restart that. And then you are getting everything out of your head. Now you can actually start building out your schedule, right? Yeah, yeah. And just knowing what's going on in your head and like how much of this is something that I've just sitting in or, and how much of it is something that I can control. And a lot, most of it is something that you can control. It always starts with us as the moms, always. Mm. And then the next one was, oh, this is a hard one. Doing it no matter how you feel. Like doing the work, because if you're going to do your schedule, because I I know for me, because I want to like, I decided to be committed. I decided, you know what, we're going to take this and we're going to make it amazing. We're going to go to the next levels and all that. But in order for me to go there, I need to change. You know, I need to become a different person. I need to. And I think it's about being true to my word to myself because I'm the one to set up my schedule. And if I set up my schedule the way it is, even though I don't feel like it, I need to go ahead and do it. And, see- and we're so good for showing up at, uh, with other, or you're so good at showing up for other people, but it's like, and this is something to dig into too. Why is it that we're not showing up for ourselves? What is it about ourselves that we don't believe that we're worthy for showing up for? And then after you have committed to yourself and say, you know what, whatever I say, whatever I put on the schedule, I am going to do it. And I practice this whenever I do anything I do it and I have learned by doing that, by being that person, even when I overcommit and I still, you know what, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I have learned to say, say no and protect my boundaries a lot more because I know that I'm going to say what is it. So I'm careful of what I say now, instead of just sure. Yeah. Let's go ahead and grab that coffee on one. Right. right. And you know, you got something <laughs> Oh girl, I can't make it. You know, sometimes we can. And let me, this was important to me. So let me schedule that for two weeks from now when my schedule clears up a little bit. And I think the big thing here too, is that this is impossible to do if you do not have white space in your calendar, because the school's kids, like the school's going to call your kids are throwing up and you have to go pick them up, but it's right at a time where you scheduled to do X, Y, Z, right? So if you have white space in your calendar, you can go tend to the things that are important, like that are an emergency, a true emergency, a true fire that you need to put out, not a self-induced fire, right? And you can take what was in that spot and move it to another spot because you're not jam-packed. Absolutely. Okay, so the next the next step was identify your non-negotiables and create a rhythm. And that was the final one. So those were the steps that you've given us. <laughs> yeah. <the> chat. <laughs> yep, yep. So how, okay, how can we identify like our non-negotiables? Like, how does that look like? What, what are... What, well, what is it? Non- what, what, uh, what can we categorize as a non-negotiable? So when I say that, it's like looking at the season and putting in your time commitments mm. 
first. And then, so that's where you want to start first. So if you have first evaluate, like, are my kids in too many activities? And that's a whole nother separate conversation. But if you have like a kid who has soccer on Monday, Wednesdays, Friday, and Fridays at this time, writing that down in a weekly hourly layout so you can see, and I don't have an example with me right now, but there it is in, um, take back your time workshop. Um, I've got examples of my schedule, examples of client schedules and things that they've done. So you can see a bunch of different things. Um, but what you'll be able to see is when you have that hourly layout, I like to do it by a half hour, half hour increments, you begin to see how much white space you have. So as you enter that in, including travel time, and then you enter in something else, and then you enter in something else, your blocks are getting like smaller and smaller where you have the, the white space. And so being able to, um, know what your calendar commitments are first, get those plugged in for the week. Then what are your non-negotiables? And the non-negotiables are the things that you need that week, right? So you may need more self-care one week than others. When my husband was gone for three months and I was solo parenting, I needed a heck of a lot more time with God in the morning. Like I needed a lot more self-care. I needed a lot more breaks through the day so that I could be patient and calm and my needs were being met so I could meet the needs of other people, right? So that was a non-negotiable for me at that time. I don't need as much right now because it's home right now, you know? And I know that when he goes back out again, I will need to have more of that time. And so it's just knowing what you need. And you're like, I am not negotiating on this time on my quiet time in the morning. Now, sometimes that can be two hours. Sometimes that may only be 10 minutes, but I will get at least 10 minutes of quiet time, right? And scheduling yeah. that in. Yeah, fill your cup. Things that, so the yeah. non-negotiables are things that fill up your cup. That fill your cup. Whatever weaknesses that you are having, areas that you need to strengthen, like whatever your domino is. If your domino is meal planning, then that is a non-negotiable every Sunday, every Friday, like whatever day you choose that works for your family, that's a non-negotiable because when you spend that 30 minutes figuring out what's for dinner, making a shopping list, whatever, and how it works with your afternoon, evening activities, then you're able to schedule that out and you know what is for dinner every night at four o'clock and you can start dinner, which means that you get dinner on the table you get your kids in bed, you get to get to bed and you wake up the next day to a tidyish home and feeling ready for your day, not waking up to your day where everyone just needs something from you before your feet hit the floor. Absolutely. Especially after hiring that cleaning lady. It really right? <laughs> it really does make a difference. <laughs> All right. Um, so Kim, where can people find you? Yeah, I am um, on all the different social platforms at Kim, Mac Kim Macklin Coaching. The best place that you can really find me is um, at my link tree. And so that is a link tree slash Kim Macklin. And uh, I'm also the host of the Joyful Mamahood Positive Parenting Time Management Marriage and Family Podcast. So you can find me there. I have a community for moms. Um by the same name, it's the official community of the podcast. And that's where, you know, you find all the more intimate conversations, the get getting more tips, more help, things like that inside that Facebook group, just being a community. It's my goal for that in vision is to be like the go-to community for support and making motherhood more joyful.
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindabendable.com. Sign up for the Blog Cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level. And join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you.